This huge surge doesn't seem to concern Florida Governor Ron DeSantis, seen here boasting the highest number he can count to. DeSantis has clashed repeatedly with President Biden over COVID safety protocols. Last week, Biden said that if DeSantis wasn't willing to do anything about COVID, then he should get out of the way of people who will. And that led to this exchange. DeSantis, who is using your words about don't be in the way, and he's saying, I am in the way to block too much interference from the federal government. Your response, Mr. President? Governor, don't. DeSantis. <laughs> Come on, ha ha, ha ha ha, but come on, Mr. President, show some respect. He should be addressed by his full title, Governor Who Doesn't Care If His Voters Live or Die. <laughs> this week, this week, Florida, the sunshine state had to ask the Biden administration to send hundreds of ventilators to Florida. That must have been an awkward call, considering that last week, DeSantis said this to Biden. I don't want to hear a blip about COVID from you. Well, Governor, it looks like it's your turn to eat blip. <laughs> but... <laughs> you blip for brains. <laughs> but DeSantis tried to play off his state's desperate request for ventilators. I'm not... I didn't ask... I, I don't know. I did not know about that, so I've not heard about that, so I have to check to see whether that's true or not. I, 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 I didn't ask. I... I, 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 I heard. I have to check if that's true or not, or if you have a governor or not. I mean, does coronavirus even exist? I mean, maybe none of this is real. Maybe we're all just living in this giant's dream and smoke bomb. Speaking of the adult ramblings of a diseased brain, there's some news about MyPillow CEO Mike Lindell, seen here not buying crack. It's Brittany Summers. Talk radio with balls and big ones, too. She's unforgettable. In a place that smells just like a bad day at the zoo. Come back dressed in drag that drink that bring me to yeah. If you wanna bring the search for Ben Laden to an end It seems all you gotta do is just ask CNN yeah. Who wipes his ass with sand It's a Taliban man ah. Hates girls but don't wear pants That's a Taliban man ah. Taliban man won't take a bath Got a smelly butt crack filled with sand I love this new rule world so that we can sell our fingers. I raise my kids like chinchilla, my favorite when I call Gary. Who's a filthy, stinky man? It's the Taliban man. Ah, has a butt crack filled with sand. It's the Taliban man. Ah, here's a bomb for the Taliban in Afghanistan. Good morning, Vietnam. Nothing ever changes. 95.3, 96.9, 103.9, 1470, WWNN. Welcome, everybody, to show number 409 of the Brit Summer Show. And she's real fine. Broadcasting live 
from the sun and death capital of the world. Vladabala. I admit, I don't understand uh, all that much about this uh, Afghanistan thing. First of all, okay, Trump invited the leader of the Taliban to Camp David on 9-11. Isn't that cute? Back in 2019, and they, they drew up an agreement. Uh, he would help the Taliban uh, get back into power, and he would release a political prisoner that was a terrorist and was arrested by the CIA. Of course, what do they know, right? And, and, and another, I don't, they, from what I'm reading, 5,000 Taliban uh, terrorists. Now, now, the Taliban, they had reason to be arrested. When they went into Afghanistan and when they went into Iraq, uh, they started arresting everybody. And some of them wound up in, uh, in uh, Guantanamo. <clears throat> and a lot of them uh, were just cab drivers or something because we were bribing people to sell people out to whatever it was. And they were just picking names out of a hat so they can get the check for whatever, how much that was. So Trump uh, promised this guy, uh, I'll let them all go. Let them all go. Yeah, 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 yeah. With the understanding, of course, that uh, that the Taliban uh, wouldn't kill any more Americans to make Trump look good. I mean, that's my understanding from everything I read or whatever it is. Okay. It was an agreement that was supposed to take place. All the troops would be out by May 1st, 2021. Okay. Why in the world would anyone Biden on down in his entire administration honor anything with the name Trump on it. It's common knowledge now, anything with the name Trump or associated in any way with Don Trump is poison. It's poison. It'll come back to bite you in the ass. It's how he does his thing. Nothing good comes out of it. Why didn't they just rip it up and say, forget it? That's the part I don't understand. Why did they have to follow through? And as they say, the previous administrations already agreed upon. Who cares? It was Trump. Who gives a crap? They should have ripped it up, shredded it, and just threw it away and then forgot about it and moved on with more pressing issues, such as the Delta variant and HR1, which uh, without that, we're all, we're all doomed. We're, we're gone if they don't pass H.R. 1 or do something about these unconstitutional anti-voting laws. They have to, without that, we're screwed. We're done. Why they would honor anything with Trump's name on it is beyond me. Well, the other thing is there's a, a recall vote in California against Gavin Newsom. And uh, guess who's slowing down the mail in California? Why, it's none other than that reprobate, Louis DeJoy, who's still there. Why is he still there? Oh, I know. Well, it's up to the uh, board. It's up to the... Uh, get rid of him. He's the president, for Christ's sake. Why can't Joe just get rid of Louis DeJoy once and for all and clean up the post office and same goes for the FBI. What is Christopher Ray still doing there? In the Justice Department, we've got uh, Trumpers uh, peppered throughout. Why are they there? What is it? It's an attempt to uh, say that we're uh, bipartisan. What? Really? They still uh, really? What's wrong with the Democratic Party? <clears throat> we just don't want to look partisan. Right, Merrick Garland? Why are you doing this? 
You think they care? You think you're going to get Republican voters to cross over and vote for Democrats if you keep saying that? Ain't going to happen. But here's the part, and this goes back to May. I remember when they pulled out, and it was Richard Ingle, who's great and pretty much the Foreign Bureau for NBC. <laughs> He's the only one there. He does a good job. And when the troops pulled out, I, I, I couldn't have been the only one who noticed that the troops packed their duffel bags, went home, and uh, left all of the armaments, all of the guns, millions and millions of dollars worth of weaponry. But they just, just left it there. And they also left uh, the Humvees. <laughs> just abandoned everything. Why wouldn't it? Why isn't it important to take our own goods? Why would you? Why would you leave all that behind? That's the real part I don't get with Joe Biden. Maybe it wasn't up the ultimate. Maybe it was up the uh, uh, military chiefs of staff. But who came out with that bonehead idea? Well, we'll just leave, and uh, we'll leave behind everything else that uh, we have: guns, ammunition, bombs, anti-tank weapons. Somebody about anti-shoulder-mounted missiles. You see these. Uh, Stinky diaper heads walking around with them on their shoulder. What do you think they got them? Well, <laughs> we let them have it. We just gave it to them. I mean, well, what do you think they were going to do with, with all of that equipment and military weaponry and the Humvees and everything? What do you think they were going to do with it? Sell it on eBay? I can't understand how you leave that stuff behind. I mean, the Pentagon has the biggest budget in the whole world. What 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 war would it have cost them? To load it on a C-17 just to get it out of there, or maybe a couple of C-17s, and, and leave them with empty buildings instead of fully stocked buildings. That's the part I don't understand. I don't see the logic behind that. I don't see any kind of strategy. I don't think there was any. They'll just leave it there. Uh, we'll get it later. What were they thinking? So now they have the uh, Humvees, they have also, they have our, uh, whatever vehicles we left behind. And, but, you know, I'm looking at the videos here. They're still driving those white Toyota pickups. They love Toyota trucks. And why? Well, you know what they say. And on top of giving them billions of dollars every month over 20 years, uh, what did they say? Was two, three trillion dollars? That the uh, leaders, uh, the president spent on uh, furniture <laughs> and gold fixtures. They just pissed it away. And they tried to ask the president of Afghanistan, but here's all he had to say. Yeah, he made off with the goods. We're so stupid, aren't we? Forked over. Here I am. I, I, I can't get a decent car. I, I can't afford a, a, a new one. And I'm, I'm struggling, and I'm looking at this. They're giving these towel heads uh, billions of dollars each month. Well, they're not getting it no more. They're going to have to rely solely on their heroin trade, which is what they specialize in. Puppies! Puppies! <laughs> and you know, I, and I don't know how many there are, but they got our bases. We established bases there, and that uh, one base where the... They keep showing the, the, the C-17 taking off and uh, the, the Afghanistan's holding on to the outside of the plane. You know, somebody, with all the billions of dollars we've been giving them, didn't they teach the Afghanistan people that 
Hanging on to an airplane while it's taking off only works in Bugs Bunny cartoons. Or or if you're a, a wing-walking creature that uh, William Shatner encountered on the Twilight Zone, that's the only way it works. Don't they know better? No. Unless, uh, and I, yes, I understand they were desperate, but uh, that's just an act of suicide. Why don't they just wait for the next flight? There's going to be more. I mean, at this stage. And if the Taliban's smart, they'll lay low and leave it alone and let us evacuate. Uh, if they attack that base, if they destroy one of the runways, or, or do anything like that, uh, well, we'll have to go to war with the Taliban because if we didn't pull out, we would have went to war to the Taliban because if we stayed there, then we would have went to the ta- war with the Taliban. And uh, no matter how you slice it, we would have been at war with the Taliban. Uh, <laughs> but... The way things are now, if they evacuate, eh, we should just go away. I mean, they got all our goods now. And all of our bases. And they're going to have that great big base, too. You know, whenever we establish a base in a, in a foreign country, that becomes a money-making enterprise. That becomes part of their economy. Just ask Germany. We just hand it all over to them like, like they won on The Price is Right. That's the part I don't get. But, here we are, once again, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> and what did uh, Secretary of State uh, Blinken and Nodden? He, he's nodding and blinking, all right. What did he say? Uh, well, if we didn't follow through with the agreement, we would have went to war again with the uh, Taliban. Well, that's a great alternative. We pull out, and then we go to war with the Taliban. If we had stayed, we would have went to war with the Taliban. Uh, okay. That makes perfect sense, don't it? Like leaving all of our equipment behind. You know, when you, when you sell a used car, don't you clean out the trunk and the glove box? I mean, it's, it's ridiculous. I, I, I don't understand. But it gives me an excuse to play my 20, almost 20-year-old 20 bits about the Middle East. Because back then... The weapons they were using when we first went into Afghanistan, they got those from Russia, the Taliban. Remember? They kicked Russia's ass. Just like now. They weren't aggressive to us. They just sat back and waited for us to make fools of ourselves. And we attacked initially because we thought that uh, bin Laden was there. Actually, he was in Pakistan. But we attacked there to make as a feel-good. Because we... <laughs> Look, we're doing something. We're flexing our American exceptionalist muscles. And uh, they had nothing to do with that. Our Iraq had nothing to do with it. It was the Saudis, as we all know now. Uh, with the 9-11 anniversary coming up, I would say it's by now it's understandable who was behind that attack. And it was the Saudi family. The Saudi royals. The Saudi royal assholes, that is. And I said it back then, anything bad that's going to happen in the world today, in the world, I'm talking internationally, it would be, it would be hatched in uh, Saudi Arabia. Russia? No. They use laptops. China, same thing. They use computers. Because we're dumb enough to be susceptible to that type of strategy. They found that out. Don't need nuclear weapons. Don't need any of this, any of that, any of that Cold War tech. All they need is a laptop. See? We fall right in line. Yup, yup. I saw it online. I saw it on Facebook. 21 reasons why you shouldn't wear a mask. Or I should say, 21 reasons why Americans should not wear a mask. <laughs> yeah, that was floating around online. 
I saw another version of it. <laughs> and another thing on Facebook, uh, <laughs> I'm on to you, Russia. Enough with the, the friend request. I'm just deleting and blocking, deleting and blocking because, I mean, when your email address is .ru, <laughs> there's no chance I'll friend you. People on, on Facebook must blindly just friend whoever requests it. Sure, you can be my friend. Sure. Click, 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 accept, accept, accept. No, 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 no. You should see my block list. It's longer than the old New York directory. And here we are in Afghanistan again with the 7th century mentality and their hatred towards women. I mean, that's the sad part. The women are going to get killed and raped and uh, sent to... They hate women because they repress their uh, homosexuality. Really, that's all it is. They make them wear burkas. They make uh, schmatas on the head. Uh, and And... I've seen some of these. Some of these women are just gorgeous. I mean, it, it, there was one on uh, Anderson Pooper last week. Beautiful girl. And I want to drape her all up with uh, burkas and uh, schmatas and uh, rags and all this. And uh, who knows? Underneath it all, they're probably wearing garters. But they'll never know. They, they have to cover up the women. Because one, uh, these 7th century ignoramuses... They think uh, when a woman has her monthly period, it's it's a defiance of death or something. <laughs> I mean, they're, they're ignoramuses. They go way back. They, they have no education. They're, they're savages, uh, like Mike Savage. And I don't know if you've noticed this or not, <clears throat> but I've been watching the, the video of this evacuation, and I'm looking at the, the kids over there. I couldn't help but notice all the blonde-haired, blue-eyed kids in Afghanistan, the young children, they look mighty Caucasian to me for Afghanistan. You think, I mean, I don't know, but you think our uh, troops were uh, having a little bit of fun over there? <laughs> it appears that way. But at least the girls had a little bit of a good time, as opposed to what they're stuck with now. Don't want to be a woman in, in Afghanistan. No. The men there fear women. They get the uh, spilkies when they're around women. So what does an animal do? An animal would lash out, would kill, would rape. Something they don't understand, something they fear. And they really get upset if they see a woman wearing a pair of pants. And the men don't wear pants. The, the, the men wear uh, schmatas too. Uh, and the pants they wear, they tie at the bottom of their ankle because they go duty pants all the time. They're walking around with duty pants. Can you imagine how bad that place must smell? They don't take a bath. I think because Allah says don't get clean. Kind of like uh, the anti-maskers over here. I ain't going to wear no mask. Ain't going to take no bath. Ain't going to wear no shoes. Ain't going to wear no underwear. Ain't going to wipe my ass. Freedom. Freedom. They say it's Allah, and they say it's uh, religious and all that. No, they repress their sexuality. That's why they hate women so much. Kind of, it's just like uh, the Trumplicans. I'm an incel because women won't date me. Women won't date you because you're a creep. And you're 50 years old and you live with your, your dead mother, like Norman Bates. That's why women won't date you. Involuntary celibacy. Yeah, well, become a priest. And you could fondle uh, altar boys in the rectory. They're celibate. They celebrate every day. Now, Papa Joe says he's going to be sending 6,000 troops 
$6,000 and one Cadillac. 6,000 troops back to Afghanistan, and I can only hope that he sends another 6,000 troops here to go after the domestic terrorism, which continues on a daily basis unabated. We need troops here to take out these incels, these weird beards. But here we go again, and it kills good time, because I got tons of this crap. Pants in the closet or on the shelf, they make you go to hell. Allah says, don't take the chance, it's a sin for women to wear pants. Women can't wear pants. It's a sin to wear pants. Not even Christian Dior. That still makes you a whore. Why keep them stinky too? We like those cheesy fumes. Look around, we open. Cause they're so goddamn insane. If she has pants in the closet or on the shelf, she will go to hell. We'll make her in hell. Camel gas if we catch her wearing pants. I wouldn't take the chance. You better not wear pants. Now, if you'll excuse me, I have to drink my pee. That's why we place schmatas on their face. It is written in the Holy Quran. It's better to slam your hand. No education for you. What a hobby. What a for that too. We're very wise, you see. Because we drink our Live from Cave to be. Somewhere in Afghanistan, it's Terrorist Password. And here's your host, Alan Ben Ludden. Welcome, my terrorist sheep. Joining us this last week's champion, Abu, along with Edie Amin and Edie Gourmet. She is a woman. Eliminate her at once. That leaves Edie and Abu begin the game. And may Allah be with you. The terrorist password is meaningless. Edie, you will begin. Um, life. Uh, death. Um, human. Oh, meaningless. Good for you, Abu. On to the lightning round. Begin. Pigs. Americans. Mecca. Medina. Loggins. Messina. Low fidelity. Stereo, not stereo. Uh, infidels. Mr. Peoples. Wally Cox. No, female. Oh, Marion Lorne. Allah is pleased. Ahmed, what do we have for him? It's a plainly wrapped package, courtesy of Mercenary Catalog of Chicago, Illinois. Six, 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 six. We're turning you on. Go, go with Truth in Radio. The Brit Summers Show at thebritsummershow.com. I play guitar.
lay much better than Lenny Kravitz. Stamp and dark, the American pigs can't fight where we are. So, so all we got is one guitar. We pray to Allah, then start playing. Listen to the jihad fatwa jam. The rock and new sound of the Taliban. Smelly camel jockeys that don't take a bath. Our music is the only thing that's We deep. don't care where the women are at. There's plenty of smelly men to grab. When he squats down, I look between his knees. Hey, what's that thing I see dangling? Shout it to the jihad fatwa. Hiding in the cave, eating halaba. No phone, no lights, no motor car. Not a single luxury. Oh, he is welling out the pound of sound. Yeah, you're listening to the Brit Summer Show on WWNN. Now, I, I can't be the only one wondering, <laughs> what the hell is wrong with people? It's a mask. It's a piece of paper. What's wrong? So what? Well, I have the answer. And here it is, that everybody's struggling and just striving for an answer to why are people behaving this way across this country at PTA meetings, at school board meetings across the country. Why are people acting like this? And the answer is the media. Yes, the media, ladies and gentlemen. That is why, when, and I'm certain you've seen already that video of a doctor in front of a school board in, where else? Tennessee. Tennessee. I have just a portion of it here. Of course, I sweetened it a little bit. After all, it's Tennessee. I'm a redneck. We like people driving behind us to know what our beliefs are. Put your mask on! Put your mask on! Then we know who you are. We know who you are. No more masks. Keep it calm. No more masks. We're on these guys' side. They're no, no, they're not. We're not on our side. The police are on our side. The police are on our side. Calm down. Calm down. We know who you are. We know who you are. What do you think they listen to on the radio in Tennessee? Tom Hartman? I don't think so. Try Hannity Carlson and Levin. Over and over and over and over and over and over again. I can't remember the German word for the radio that had one knob on it. The Nazis in the 1930s removed people's uh, radio sets from their homes and replaced them, no charge, replaced them with a radio uh, with one knob on it 
because there was only one channel, one clear channel. Now, who took a cue from that? Lowry Mays, who's dead now, and yay, but he owned Clear Channel. Where do you think he got that from? One clear channel. Goes way back. Before Trump, they've been playing a long game. And they have succeeded. What you are witnessing right now is media-driven anger fueled by constant, constant propaganda. Not just uh, Fox News, OAN, the five hate talk channels on Sirius XM. Not just that. In a small part, in a very small part, because they're, they're not online when they're in their trucks throwing icy cups on the dashboard. They're not online. But yeah, the talking points are launched online. And one talking point that really took hold really good was that the Mexicans are bringing COVID into... <laughs> It's so stupid. And uh, they're, they're, they latched onto it like a pit bull. It's the Mexicans that are bringing the variant into this country. The Mexicans, which uh, our mentally unstable governor, who really should be committed and put away to, in Stark, uh, he, he's, he's, he's still saying it. it. It's the Mexicans coming over to Florida border. Yes. Not the Cubans swimming across the channel. It's, it's the Mexicans jumping over our border wall that we have. Uh, uh, where would it be? I don't know. Fort Myers. <laughs> They're just flooding this, this state. And, and that, that's where we're getting the uh, COVID variant. Yeah. <laughs> They're that stupid. And, and I keep hearing, well, you know, calling them stupid and calling them dumb is not a very good idea. It's not a way to win friends. These people are gone. Their minds are wiped. And you know, I was thinking about this all week, and you know who's really at fault right now? You know who really should take responsibility because she is letting this continue unregulated 24 hours a day. Jessica Rosenweisel. Yes, I mean you, Jessica Acting, mind you, acting chair of the Federal Communications Commission. You, uh, and I'm on her Twitter feed. You know what she sends out? Well, we're working hard to bring the internet to your ta- to a town close to you. Uh, she has nothing to do with... Re- she, she mentioned something on there about, well, uh, uh, frequencies uh, have to be changed or something like that. Whatever it is. Yeah, they want to change the hate talk frequencies to beam right through your toaster. She's doing nothing. Uh, There used to be rules, Jessica. There used to be guidelines, regulations, lines drawn for what you can and cannot say on the airwaves. Well, guess what, Jessica? They're saying them. They're just not saying dirty words, which I know has always, always sent the FCC into conniptions. But inciting death, helping to plan an insurrection, a coup in this country... That's okay with the Federal Communications Commission, isn't it, Jessica Rosenweisel? And don't you give me this, well, we have no jurisdiction over the uh, Internet or whatever. You listen, Fox News, OAN, they go over the phone. They have apps. And in many cases, it's free. How do they do that, Jessica Rosenweisel? How do they get those signals into the phone? 
It goes over a cell tower over the airwaves. It is being broadcast over the airwaves. And, and how is it the FCC has no jurisdiction over those kinds of airwaves as opposed to uh, regular broadcast airwaves? What, is that in the 96 Telecom Act? Because I think they, back then they didn't even think about that. It wasn't even a thought. And it's getting worse by the day. Worse, and, and you're seeing that half of this country is brainwashed and listening to this, this, this propaganda, this tripe, these lies over and they're believing it. They're believing it. Okay, Jessica Rosenworcel, they're not curse words. <laughs> they're not curse words. No. But they're making people die. Children are dying. And you are just sitting there collecting a check from telecom. Now, I thought when Rosenworcel was going, when she took over the office, I thought the Biden administration was going to make a clean sweep now that he's gone, I thought maybe we we're going to get some real broadcast professionals in the FCC, which are way overdue. Maybe an engineer or two like we used to have. We always had attorneys. But now, Jessica, it's just lobbyists. Never thought I'd say this. But we need what we need for an FCC commissioner is Newton Minow. We need another Newton Minow. He understood what that regulatory body was supposed to be about instead of just... Uh, collecting checks from uh, big uh, telecom. And he's uh, still alive, and he's upset about what's going on with broadcasting right now. I say put him back at 95. What we need is a new telecom act. We need to draft a new telecom act because the 96 telecom act, that was 25 years ago, and that's about as current as the original telecom act from 1934. Yet, some of the uh, original Telecom Act should be in a new one if they draft a new one, uh, because th that had a lot to do with public commons and the public interest and the public good. All of that is gone. And it's gone because the 1996 Telecom Act was drafted by Newt Gingrich. If we draft a new one, it has to be done by Democrat. Okay, I'll say it. It has to be bipartisan. Republicans are the ones that drafted the 96 Telecom Act because they knew what they wanted and they got it. But time is running out and they better do it fast because we get a, we get a Trumplican administration in there again. They'll draft a new one, all right, all for themselves. And they got to update it with the uh, 5G towers broadcasting over the airwaves, which wasn't even a, 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 wasn't even a consideration back in 1996. People were still wearing beepers in 1996. So we need a new one, and we have to reinstate public commons and the anti-propaganda lures that we used to have in this country. They're gone. News and information must be objective and not licensed under entertainment, which is what Fox News is. News and journalism was never supposed to be considered entertainment and much as i love stephen colbert i love stephen colbert watch him every night that he's on when he's not on vacation and, but but he has msnbc and cnn commentators come on there like they're celebrities like they're stars like they're going to sing a song that's not what their job is it, it bothers me 
I mean, it's fun. Okay, Jake Tapper, he does some shticklock. But look what it did to Brian Williams with his... Uh, <laughs> didn't work out well for him. And he's very good. That was a shame what he did because he's a very good anchorman. I, I, I watched the 11th hour with him. But he really blew it. What was that, 10 years ago? With his inflated stories about Iraq. And he was just getting full of himself and he thought he was hilarious. Which in some respects he is. But people who go on the air, and I'm not calling them broadcasters, because most of them never broadcasted in their life. Uh, The ones who go on the air and call for violence on other people, on minorities, and worst of all, issue directives on the air about an insurrection at our capital, which is exactly what they did for months in advance. They should be taken off the air for reasons of public harm. Oh, but they don't use dirty words. Is Glenn Beck still on the air? Is is he still a thing? <laughs> that pasty doughboy, that uh, former sound effects uh, morning zoo jockey, the the, the uh, what was it, the the FM in Tampa? That's where he started. Now he's a big. I don't know what he is, a big shot, but he does live in a compound. What is it with those guys with compounds? Yes, <laughs> they all live in a compound. You think they're scared of something? I don't know what they got to be afraid of because the people that they have for listeners aren't going to hurt them. But yeah, Glenn Beck. Remember him? Get off my phone! Get off my phone! Get off my phone! And the first part of the Brit Summer Show draws to a close as we embark on half hour number two. And I urge my listeners uh, listening under the radio tower to uh, stay tuned online rather than wait. And you can hear the rest of the show and the new one next week right here on 95.3, 96.9, 103.9, 1470 WWNN. This is the WWN Network. WWNN. And now, much more of Brit Summers. Radio Wonderful. It's the 44th anniversary of the death of Elvis. As I spread my thighs. At least I think it's 44 years. But anyway, he died this week. And lower myself on the toilet bowl. I feel my bowels lose control on the toilet. And there's a smell that makes you cry. So fat I can barely see my knees As I make my strain and sphincter squeeze On the toilet It's not hard to understand Any diabetic big fat man Eventually winds up limping on the seat It's so goddamn embarrassing Everybody's making fun of me 
mansion with a fancy gate Never thought to install a bidet Ate super sound that night When doo-doo jammed inside my hole They found the king of rock and roll On the toilet You've seen his films. You've even purchased the Dayglow Velvet Memorial paintings at the gas station. As a true Elvis fan, you think you've heard it all. But wait, there's more. Now you can buy secret recordings of Elvis's last telephone conversations. Yes, it's the Elvis tapes. Hello, baby. This is Elvis. And I want you to come over right now and make me a big peanut butter and then a sandwich. A peanut butter and a nano sandwich will get me through the night. You'll hear Elvis in his most intimate moments. Hello, Pizza Man Pizza. Yeah, this is the Elvis. Won't you bring me over a couple large pies? Don't make it, make it three. Don't make it six, double cheese. Yeah, I'm hung, I'm alone, and I'm hungry. And you'll hear Elvis reveal how he really feels about the one true love of his life. I want you back. I want you back. I'm alive, David. And I'm on your way back. Would you pick up some donuts, please? Make jelly, cream donuts. Crawless cheese, Danish, too. I love my big honey glazed donuts. Without them, I can't do. The Elvis tapes. Oh, give me, give me, give me, give me more donuts. Available now in drugstores everywhere. I love to eat, I love to eat It's truth in talk radio. You're listening to Britney Summers. That's right. In the seat and pain. Mm. Ooh, barrels dropping out of my body. Mm. Veins popping out of my neck as I strain. Mm. All the peanut butter and stromboli with paprika in the pepperoni has got me straining and rolling with burning roars. My fat body is writhing Breaking the sweat My bowels are losing control Feel like I'm close to dying Do the burning Spewing out my hole I gotta lift my leg up higher My asshole feels like it's on fire and I feel just like I'm dying for burning roids. I got a chunk a chunk of burning roids. I got a chunk a chunk of burning roids. Yeah, Elvis, uh, one roast beef and chocolate cake too many. And that was the end of the king. Because in that, that, that big mansion that he had, I doubt if he had a bidet installed. You're listening to the Brit Summer Show on Skyhawk Radio, iTunes, FYI Nation, tune in. Stitcher, Patreon, SoFlo Channel, Acast, and of course, thebritsummershow.com. And this comes, this is the part of the show where I, I get on my knees and, uh, no, 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 I don't do that. I beg for money. <laughs> and it's no different than any other podcast you'd be listening to. I mean, everybody begs for money. 
and I sure can use it. Because, well, you know something? I don't know if this is on a level or not, because I see it online. If this is true, this is going to be a problem for this show. Windows 11? Can't they just leave it alone? You know what that means? Yeah, probably. Installing a new operating system, uh, right out when they first introduce it, usually it's free to replace what you have, but this particular computer is Windows 7, which uh, doesn't bode well uh, for getting a free installation of a Windows 11. Uh, and I'll give you time to do it, but... I'm just checking here. Yep, it's uh, here, Windows 11. I don't know how long I have to put it in. I don't want to. Uh, because I'm looking it over. <laughs> oh, no. No. It's for kids. It's for teens. It looks like uh, I'm looking at the Microsoft page for Windows 11, and it resembles the 60s version of 16 Magazine. Oh, here, here's what you get with new Windows 11. <laughs> you, you can draw pictures. Yeah, you can express yourself. And uh, lots of games. You can play lots of games. You can play. You can be uh, a little kid and uh, doodle around. And uh, look at this. Oh, oh you can uh, broadcast your pictures on the phone. You can talk to people. We la 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 la. I don't see anything here for business uses, which is what I use my computer for. They don't want you to do business on here. You know, uh, the Trumplicans, they, they got that wrong too. They got that wrong about Bill Gates. No, he doesn't put a chip in your brain. Bill Gates puts his hand in your wallet. Because what happens is when you reinstall a operating system, it, it, the programs you have disappear. It happened when I installed 10 on my office computer. It's a good thing I backed up my programs on. It's my office computer. I don't care if I lose those, but I did it anyway because I did not believe them when they said, oh, a new install of Windows 10, you'll have no risk of losing your existing programs. And they all disappeared. They were all wiped which is fine because I had them backed up. Now, if they wipe them on my studio computer, it'll take all my sound software because it's old. Man, I'm going to have to change everything. I'm going to have to upgrade all the sound software, everything I use for this show. When you build a studio and you have everything ready to go, this studio was built in 2012. It was Windows 7 back then. Top of the line, ready to go. Uh, but... They change it on you. They make you upgrade. And really, the, reason, the whole reason why they put new operating systems in is two things. One, they don't want it to be any different than the operating system you have in your phone. Uh, it used to be it was a separate thing. Now it's basically just, Windows 10 is what you have in a droid. Because they're trying to discourage people in the business of doing what I do not to do it. To, to me, called me old school or whatever you want. To me, a computer is a tool to do work. And what I have is a tower. I have no I I never like laptops. Every laptop I ever had broke or burned up. Uh, it was just they're all junk. I don't like laptops. But I don't want to upgrade. But if I'm forced to, I'm a scat. Because that means I gotta buy new software. 
Maybe you know more about it than I do, but that Windows 11 scares me. But there's still other expenses I have to attend to, and uh, thanks to your kind contributions, I have been paying the bill for this show. Those downloads are free for you, but they're not free for me, and uh, I want to thank everybody who has contributed, especially the underwriter of my program, Ernie! Oh! We thank you! And the Brit Summer Show continues with Taliban song after Taliban song. And why not? I made a ton of them back then. And like I said, it kills good time. Right hand man of the Taliban, second only to Bin Laden. On the land to my house he ran, now he's hiding in my basement. You thought it was over, they got Saddam in Iraq. Well, the joke's on you, you pathetic boo, cause one of them came back, Mula Bula Omar. He's a terrorist for Allah. I tried to tell a reporter, but none of them wanted to hear. He's an evil dude with a bomb or two, and no one cares he's here. Mula Bula Omar. I just want to share with you an observation I made, and, and, and this has nothing to do with me. I'm really out of this loop. But with all the uh, diatribes I've had over the course of this show about the importance of media broadcasting, and I'm talking about radio and local radio and local television. I've been talking about that for years on this show. Nobody listens, and eh, well, whatever. It gives me material. But the weirdest thing I've been observing as of late, and this is important because you know how I ask whoever's listening to this show, and I would like our Democratic leaders to stand up and either demand or draft a new telecom act and modify it to the tech that we have today and possibly uh, cover where it's going to go in the future so that the uh, Federal Communications Commission can redraw the lines of jurisdiction because I think they have to be right now. And in addition to that, restore the fairness doctrine or just uh, rewrite it, make it fairness and broadcasting, uh, honesty, integrity, verifiable information to disperse throughout the public commons. That used to be what we had, but we we don't have it anymore. And I've been screaming about that. Uh, but it would help. It would help a lot if former broadcasters, and I'm not going to mention any names here because I'm really not involved with this. I'm just observing. I'm observing over here. I'm just watching what's going on. And you would think, I mean, I'm talking about former broadcasters who actually had a career in the field of broadcasting when it was an actual thriving industry. And it's not no mo. But because they can't get work elsewhere, they've all gone to podcasts in one form or another. And what I mean by that is some are podcasting and they uh, simulcast their podcast on the air. Uh, Not in a lot of places, but uh, they're on the air. Uh, And I can't get over why, in these times, when it's so important to get, and, and they're all, they, they, they all have the same message. They, they all agree 
on the same topics and and they <laughs> they have the same political ideals but they hate each other they hate each other they, they'll never unite and that's a sad thing because it would help and no no I'm not talking about Tom Hartman Tom Hartman is a sweetheart of a guy he, he was the nicest guy in the business then he's the nicest guy in what's left of the business now and yeah he is still on the air in several markets but not down here of course I'm not talking about Tom Hartman Everybody else, with few exception, Brad Friedman, who's a good guy, uh, with few exception, there's no reason to be cocky or stuck up or jealous because uh, the question would be, <clears throat> of what? There's no more business. I mean, <laughs> there's no more playground to be the, the big shot. It, it's gone. And yet they still maintain this a attitude. Now, when I was working in, in a real business, we had those. We had the prima donnas that strutted about, and you, do you know who I am? You know, like the uh, Mo Howard David bits I did. That was a real guy. And he, he was all puffed up and full of himself because he were, worked for, as I used to call it, Westward Ho. And uh, which is actually Westward One, but I call it Westward Ho. And uh, because he was on a network and he came to an independent station, he said, you know who I am? And, and, he, and he wasn't the only one. I mean, all through radio history, there's been prima donnas, there's been who you'll be looking at type attitudes. And they were getting well paid. Uh, and uh, there was one, a Power 96. <laughs> Don't you be looking at me. Because she was the highest paid staffer. So. And they went by salary. They went by rank. Uh, and they and they were cocking a walk as a, whatever that means. And the thing I'm observing now, which is really bizarre, is that that attitude still prevails on with with, with former broadcasters who podcast. They are the the kings and primarily the queens of nothing. How can you have a cocky, snotty, snooty attitude? When you are trying, struggling, uh, uh, begging for dollars on a podcast. What I'm saying is we're all in the same boat. But I don't see any kind of unification anywhere in the near future because the, at least a lot of these people have attitudes. And it's, like, it's a lot of the, uh, do you know who I am? Do you know who I am? And, <laughs> and it's like, no, and who cares? You've you got a podcast. What kind of cred is that anymore? There's no more broadcasting business to walk around and say, do you know who I am? Why I'll have you know. Nobody cares. It's gone. There's the, you know something? It, it, here's the thing. If they unified and pushed for a new telecom act, new legislation, whatever, it, what have you, and they all agree this has to be done, but if they unified and did it, they might be able to get broadcasting back as a real business to work in, and then they'll have their playground to be uh, the big shots again. But right now, the, you could be a big shot way out in an uh, empty field somewhere. There's nobody around, and nobody cares. All the big shots, all the snooties out there. Do you know who I am? You could scream that in the middle of a big open field, because there's nothing left. There's nothing left, and nobody cares anymore. Especially the Democratic Party. All the members of the Democratic Party don't care. And that's what we're all members of.
And again, I just want to stress that I'm not talking about me. I'm seeing this going on with other personalities that are doing podcasts that actually were on the air at one time, that were real broadcasters. Yeah, at one time we were broadcast professionals, but there's no more profession. Now it's a podcast when you can just uh, put batteries in a Mr. Microphone and poof, you're on the air. I'm a broadcasting professional. And that's what's on there now. Look, that, that, that was that Mark Levin. Listen to him. How the hell? I mean, politics aside, listen to the guy. How the hell? Mark Levin. Damn. You know what the smart ones were? The voiceover talent that got agents. And that does not include me. I had one in New York, Tom Chauvin. Won't see him no more because he died. He died? Yes, Tom Chauvin died. And the other person that was helping me get work, my entertainment attorney, he died. He died? Yes. And sadly so, because I was nuts about the guy. It's just, it's just, I don't know if it's hilarious or bizarre or sad to see this kind of attitude that would have been maybe, I don't know, merited 20 years ago, but not now. You might as well run up and down the street naked and say, do you know who I am? Do you know who I am? Because it's the same mentality. It's crazy. Who cares? You're all kings and primarily queens of a blank void. Because if you've got to get down on your knees, no matter who it is, and you've got to beg for money and beg for cash, because that's your only source of income, and, and okay, some of them make money on it, okay, great. Every time I get money for, for my show... I, I do backflips. I do Kazatskis because it's like, wow, people really care and they listen. I, and it makes me want to do a better show. How do you budget with that? Rather than getting a salary, getting your check every two weeks or so. It's like, you know, we're all essentially out of work bums. All of us. And we're lucky that the podcasting, which is like the lowest form, podcasts were something that uh, fell out of your new computer when you pulled it out of the box. And it was like the prize at the bottom. Candy-coated popcorn, peanuts, and a podcast. It was for kids. It was for, uh, you know, people who do goofy things. Now it's a source of income for those of us who used to be on the air and had a source of income. But why be snotty about it? Why be jealous of each other? It, it's pointless. It's pointless. It's not the days when you could get upset with somebody and I'm going to storm down the street and go to the next station. I don't want to work with them no more. You, you, it, what station? Especially with, with our ideals. I mean, if you went on the air and you said, go ahead, uh, bomb federal buildings and spray people with bullets with an automatic weapon, you'll get hired right away. That's what they want on the air. Because the FCC is all about that. Just don't say tits. <laughs> I've got a podcast. Do you know who I am? No, nobody cares, and it's a podcast. So, here. Here's a coupon for Dunkin' Donuts coffee or something. Yeah, I, I don't get it. No. It's Poker Brittany, truth on the airwaves. She's got the best in radio for you. That's a wrap for this one. On Skyhawk Radio, iTunes, FYI Nation, TuneIn, Stitcher, Patreon, SoFloat Channel, and of course, Acast, TheBritSummerShow.com, and SoundCloud. 
and that is made possible from the generosity of my listeners. And I want to thank everyone for tuning in. And, yeah, it looks like there's a good chance I'm going to have a show next week doing something. So stay tuned for that. Until then, this is Britt Summer saying, get your shot. If you got your shots, go get more. CDC says uh, you can get a third shot. Go get your third shot. I got mine scheduled already. And this child's going to say, pump the fluid in me, Louise. You'll find the fun. Radiates around the Brett Summer Show. <laughs> <laughs>